The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it Thursdays here at Tail Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, and you. Numbers to get in, 489-1240, 489-1240 can Dial us up where you hear us across the Hale Varsity Radio Network, 1-800-825-5865. And always find the show on the different platforms. If you're a, a streamer, good for you. The Hale Varsity YouTube channel is uh, where you can get in and watch the show that way. Hale Varsity Radio on X at HVarsity Radio, Omaha's ESPN 590, KFOR in Lincoln, and uh, Facebook platforms as well. You can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Find us on Twitter, uh, Connor Clark, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt, at Schmidt underscore radio for me, at Herbal Essence for Elijah, and uh, Connor's Twitter, at C underscore Clark underscore 27. We'll dive into some Nebraska football topics, some Big Ten thoughts, and uh, gambling is uh, in the news again with a former LSU standout. We'll touch on that. Gary Barnett in one hour. Brandon Vogel checks in from Counter Reed. So uh, we'll talk some ball with Vogues. And then Danny Burke, uh, Burke's best bets. He'll get a set up for the AFC and NFC championship. We are down to the final uh, couple of games in the playoffs before the Super Bowl. So we'll uh, we'll figure that out. So, I got to ask, uh, big plans tonight? Are you uh, guys in the midst of working out? Are you in the midst of just kind of settling in as we drudge through winter and hold our breath for spring ball? Well, I, I got an offer tonight to go get some, some, uh, some drinks at a local establishment after work. And I said, oh, what time is after work? And they said, 4.30, and I went, oh. <laughs> so you said yes. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a segment with you, and then you're like, guys, I got a note from my doctor. Says I got to scoot away. We'll thing. also dive into Harbaugh as well, uh, as, as it's official with, with Jim Harbaugh. Did, touched on it yesterday. Yeah, we'll get into that. Did anyone bring any alcohol for Schmitty to pay up on his stake in a beer bet from the other day for that, that Longhorns mug? I won. No, you, you picked Ohio State to cover. I, I said Nebraska wins. Is it clean or no? <laughs> Look at it, viewers. Still yeah, Look it's, at it's, it. It's, no, I've got two or three little airplane bottles of tequila back at my desk. I'll put, I'll put it back upside down. But it's not like the, the good stuff. What's the point? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Let's get into roll call. Let's keep the folks happy while they're still paying attention to us. Anonymous gets in, and kudos Anonymous. How many people will wait here for an hour? <laughs> he came in early at 3.09. Uh, tip of the cap to you, Anonymous. I'm still keeping the people on their toes by posting this this studio up 
at a different time every single day. So at blame some point Elijah. during the three o'clock hour, I think once that's been at like two forty-five. Okay. I, try, I try to keep the people on their toes and anonymous on his toes today. Getting in there at almost three. He Brandon beat me into the studio here today. Good, good for good for anonymous. Uh, Brandon checks in and then checks in again and then checks in again. Mm. Uh, good for you, Brandon. Uh, Anthony checks in number three. Uh, Andrew at four. Jeff at five. Chuck from Denver. We're going to give you a shout out, Chuck. In at uh, number six. Uh, and Brian Snitley, our dear friend uh, Brian Snitley from the Boulder Peace Treaty. Is Jabba going to be on soon to preview the start of baseball? Yes, we are going to get Jabba on soon to talk baseball. I know there's a baseball presser tomorrow. we got to do a pod with Jabba here sometime soon. Did we do one last week? Uh, we did one a uh, week and a half ago. Okay, about. so we got to get All-Star slash uh, Hall of Fame slash Husker Baseball. Jabba will be in soon. Dion checks in. Tuck is in. Roger. And uh, uh, scrolling, scrolling, still scrolling. A lot of people. Patrick, Tim, shout-outs to you. So you have the numbers to get in. You have the email to check out. You can always... Uh, Say what's up as well on the stream or social media with the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter at HVarsity Radio. So let's get into this uh, a little bit uh, when we talk Nebraska and and expectations in, in year two. And we've kind of highlighted the mat drills, the leadership, the chemistry, the team bonding and the team building that is is taking place right now. And we got to give a, a shout out to the Twitter handle that uh, posted this. And it was at Skurs News. So shout out to you. But they kind of did a, a, a tier setup and system. And they have teams listed. And it, it asks the question or kind of targets some teams as to how often they're, they're in the 12-team playoff. You're going to have two years of the 12-team playoff before the rights come up, and then things could go real crazy. Maybe you keep it at 12, maybe you go to 14. I don't know. I'm worried about the next season and, and the teams that get in the 12-team. But So teams that, that should or are expected to make the, the playoffs every one to three years. Then there's a tier of teams that are expected to be in contention for the playoff every three to five years, every five to ten years, and then – Sorry, you're still in the Big Ten. You're still getting paid, but you're never, ever going to, to make the college football playoff because you just won't. You'll maybe have a good year where you break through and get six or seven wins and you find your way to a bowl game, but the, the playoff is the velvet rope at Studio 54. You're never going. So the line, the lineup with this tweet says it's Michigan, it's Ohio State, it's Oregon, it's USC. Uh, their expectation is to make the college football playoff every one to three years. I think that's their their fan base's uh, expectation at Michigan and at Ohio State. Oregon has made it once in the playoff era. USC has never made it. Uh, Washington has made it twice. They're in that three- to five-year category. Penn State, if there would have been an extended playoff or expanded playoff, they'd, be, they'd have been in every year. Yeah, they'd be very consistent. But they're just not in that top four right now. Wisconsin, uh, they have been kind of on the outside looking in along with, with Iowa. Sparty made the playoff once, and Nebraska's listed here to make it every three to five years. 
Uh, every five to ten years, you have Purdue, you have Minnesota, you have UCLA. I think UCLA needs to be in that three to five year window. Uh, I think five to ten is fair for for Minnesota, and I would flip Purdue with Illinois with Bielema and say, okay, every five to ten years, if Illinois gets into the playoff, that's good. Uh, teams that will never ever get into the playoff. Uh, Maryland, I disagree with. I think they're they they could have a good year. Their program has had a good year in the last twenty five years, but it's kind of blue moon territory. Northwestern, Northwestern has had. I mean, they, they finished in the top ten. I know it was the COVID year, but twenty twenty they made the Big Ten title game and finished with. They, they the went top two 10. out of four years, which would have put them mm-hmm. in a playoff. Northwestern, Rutgers. I don't know what to tell you. Shiano attacked two. Indiana. It's just constant change. It looks like they it looked like they were going to have a breakthrough with Tom Allen. They have moved on from him. So, well, as time went on, we learned they did not have a breakthrough because of Tom Allen. They had a breakthrough because of Kalen DeBoer. Well, and it was it was it was the COVID year. They had panics. They had DeBoer. Right. They were eight and five in twenty nineteen. So they were trending the right way. They just never had a defense to go with Kevin Wilson. So the defense and the offense actually married, and it worked out. Listen, Washington. Uh, I think Fish is going to be good. I think he'll stabilized but DeBoer had them playing at a high level in tight games I don't think if Lincoln Riley doesn't get to a a playoff this year I I don't think the Hollywood elite care about 90 million dollars or he'll jump to the NFL if he does have a good year because I think he's sick of college football I think you're solid with Lanning because they they would have been in the playoff two out of the three years he was there I think Ohio State is loaded for payback with what they've done in the portal and what they're spending in NIL. Let's get to Michigan here. We'll talk Nebraska in a second. But with Michigan, and if they do what everyone thinks they, they need to do, and that's name the offensive coordinator, the head coach, uh, to keep some stability there, I'm sorry. Harbaugh, whatever you think of the guy, is special. And there is drop-off. There was still oversight by Harbaugh, by him despite not being on the sideline and and Sharon is is a really good coach and a hell of an offensive line coach and he went unbeaten in in six six fill-in games but that's that's fill-in while Harbaugh is still there uh can he do it on his own can he keep the train rolling that that is a a fair question uh with with uh with Penn State as long as Franklin's there he recruits at an elite level they've had pretty decent Consistency. I know they got to replace a defensive coordinator. Let's get to Nebraska. And Matt Rule himself has said, I would not have taken this job if I didn't think Nebraska could get to the playoff in five years. Well, you're going into year two. You're going to have your, your five star stud quarterback. You're going to have a, a really uh, experienced offensive line. You've, you've addressed some needs and added the talent between portal and recruiting and you've kept Tony White for another year with a lot of studs back defensively. Uh, I am not going to say playoff year two. I think that's that's a bit early. I do think Nebraska can be in win-now mode and build. And I realize they've not been in a bowl game, and I realize they went 5-7 and seven last year and, and went 0 for November. But I think Nebraska can absolutely be in the playoff conversation by year three. I think they'll give you some hope early this next season if there's not any injuries and things kind of come together here as we talk winter conditioning. 
uh, as far as fall off in the Big Ten. I'm I'm interested to see the learning curve. I'm interested to see the learning curve by the newbies. And I'm interested to see the learning curve by the old guard as they're taking on teams they either saw in non-conference or in the Rose Bowl or in some sort of holiday bowl setup or whatever that Big 12, Big 10, excuse me, Pac-12 matchup because you'd see some home and homes right now. I think UCLA is a bit of a wild card. I think Oregon's going to be really good. I think USC, if they can fix their defense, they have elite talent. Michigan's a question mark because of transition. And I think Nebraska is in a good spot. I think Penn State's in a good spot. I think Wisconsin's going to be in a good spot. So we might be talking about four four teams in a good year in the playoff. But back to Nebraska, one to every three to five years, is that fair? Is that okay? Or if this thing's at 12 and expands to, to 14 or 16, should Nebraska be a playoff team year in and year out? It's been a long time since they've been at that level. I mean, we're talking two decades. Well, let's set the expectation. I'm going to frame this conversation in that we expect that the college football playoff will remain at 12 for the foreseeable future. I know there's what, probably change that's expected to the college football playoff. What but gets you in in the Big Ten? Is it, is it finishing fourth? Is it finishing third? I think is you, it is it, it ten wins? You have to to say, I think the only guarantee you can have within the Big Ten is that if you make the Big Ten title game, you'll be in. You're one of two. One of two. I, I think the Big Ten is guaranteed those two spots. Could they get to three or four certain years? Yes, most I think likely. They can get to three. I think most I think likely. I think three is a normal year, don't you? I would say that's probably that's that's what I see as a consistent number. I think I think four is like every five-year type thing when the conference is like really really good but i think three is a fair but you better number. get credit for that as a league if everyone's yeah. nine and three I'm, I'm gonna safely set it at two though I, I i think it's gonna be nice moving forward knowing what you have to do and i think in at least the big 10 in the sec most likely also the big 12 you know if you make the conference title game you will be into the college football playoffs so that's what the way i'm gonna say it right now we'll see what happens in terms of uh, the college football playoff committee and, and how they end up actually deciding who gets in and who doesn't. But I'm going to say safely, make it to the Big Ten title game, you'll be in. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I think if we're going off of this tier list, I would feel, and and I know I'm kind of drawn outside the lines here, but if there was like a four to seven year tier, I think I'd put Nebraska there sure. along with Michigan State for now because obviously a lot of turnover there and you're getting into year one with a new guy at Michigan State, year two here. And you got to kind of see, because like at the end of the day, a 12-team playoff, yes, expanded triple the size as the normal playoff, but you still got to be one of the 12 best teams in the country. I feel like that's not as easy as people are making it out to be. I'm not saying that people are saying, oh, well, it's you're pretty much a shoe-in for the playoff if you're solid. Like, no, that's not the case. But if you're a top 12 team in the country – that means you're a really good football team, and I think that's going to be a harder hump to overcome than people maybe really realize right now. So if there was like a, a four- to seven-year range, I'd feel more comfortable putting Nebraska in there, but I understand the three- to five with you know Rule and, and all the guys you got coming in and the momentum that's being mm-hmm. built right now. Well, let's think back to, to Bo Pelini. How many top 12 finishes did he have at Nebraska? I know the, 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 the landscape of the Big zero. Ten was different at the time. Zero. But I believe it was zero. You could have with a, a win in the Big Ten what title game. What about that Riley year after Sam Fultz? They, what did they, they, they made it to the they top went, ten, and they ended up finishing, they what, finished, 20? They finished something? nine and four, I know that, but they were, they, I don't know they what went, their they AP They went two and four, was. their final six, after the 
night-night game uh, against Ohio State. Anonymous lays it out. The best AP finish for Nebraska since 01. 01, they finished eighth. They were preseason number one in the year 2000. They were number one in the country in 01 after beating Oklahoma. Colorado happened. Uh, 14th, that was the Sioux game. That was the Sioux-Texas Big 12 championship game. That was Sioux against Arizona in the Holiday Bowl. They finished 9-4. and four. That team had some fluky losses. They lost to yeah. Iowa State in a weird ball game. Leach came in and crushed them in uh, 2009. So Nebraska's a 12-win football team. They lost to Georgia Tech, uh, Virginia Tech, excuse me, uh, at home in, in 08. They lost on the road on that long pass play down the sideline. So Nebraska was was playoff good in 09. They just had some missteps. We'll check in with Brandon Vogel on this. Take more of your comments on the stream as well. Tail Varsity, 489-1240. We're powered by Cornhead Lager.